This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's happening, guys? We are live on the OBR YouTube channel, and those of you listening to the OBR Film Breakdown podcast, it is now somehow, some way, as the the days go by much faster when you're actually in the moment, that we are, you know, I think our fifth mock draft now, uh, which is exciting. Pumped about it. We've done four really, really good ones with great guests. We have another great guest, which I will bring on in just a moment. Uh, for you uh, listening to this podcast, we do the we can. We have a very weird setup tonight, so you're going to have to follow along uh, and get some input from our, our live audience here. And I, I will try to do our best for those of you who are just listening to the podcast version of this tomorrow. Well, you know, it'll be your today, tomorrow, time's a flat circle. Whatever. We're going to deal with that later. I'm going to bring in our guy, Brown's Mock Draft, the usual co-host. How are you, my friend? I am living large, my friend. This is going to be fun. I Hopefully, uh, you know, old guys like us or like me with this new technology, hopefully I don't burn down my house. We are testing the bandwidth of my my home. I'm sure we're testing your bandwidth. If if the internet does not go well, do not blame us. We are trying our best. There's a lot of things going on here. Words I don't even recognize. Codes popping up. Whatever. We are going to welcome on today's guest, Jeff Risden. He is the managing editor of the Lions Wire and the Browns Wire. We claim him with the Browns. Forget the Lions. Push them to the side. He is a Browns guy. We are only letting him talk about the Browns tonight. Jeff, how are you? That's a very welcome change for me. The Browns are a fun team. They're a good team. Lions are a, a bit of a mess, so I'm, I'm very happy to hearken on the 216 roots here tonight. Well, listen, we are going to jump in. This is, good. this is a new concept. It could be a long endeavor. I don't know. It's new to everybody. We are going to, each of us, do our own mock draft. So we are, instead of culminating our opinions in one place, we are going to let each of us pick on our own web. Listen, this is fancy stuff here. We can all do our own web browser, do our own mock draft, and then can share that page with you and talk about the picks we make. And then we'll come together at the very end, and you guys listening, watching, following can tell us whether right now in the chat room or tomorrow if you listen to the podcast and you want to come at us on Twitter, we're always welcome to comments on Twitter. We love those things. Tell us which one you think was best. So all three of us will do a mock. You'll get to hear our opinion on the guys we take. There are a 100 of you watching right now, which is awesome. There will be opinions and, and conversation and flow, but we're not arguing about picks. We're letting each guy pick their own pick and tell us why they are picking their own pick. So I will be doing Pro Football Network. Uh, Steve, you will be doing the Draft Network. Correct. And Jeff, you are doing Pro Football Focus. So now it is going to be different varying boards here. So, you know, I might get a guy at a completely different value than what Jeff does or or Steve does, whatever. So bear in mind, but we'll which 
who you think is the best. So, guys, take your keys, start the engine. It's all the way down to pick 26. If you want to move up and get a guy, it's your own mock. So we're just going to talk through where we're at when these things get going. But go ahead and push start on your simulator, and let's fire away. Hopefully every one of them starts with Trevor Lawrence. Maybe maybe they won't. I don't know. Let's hope so. <laughs> I'm going to share mine first, and then we will jump between everybody else. J.C. Horn is off the board. First corner taken, by the way. Owusu Koromoa is gone. Aziz Ojolari goes 15. Greg Newsom goes 17 on my side. Barmore, 22. Cosme, oh, Etienne. And Osai goes right before us. Pete Smith will throw a fit. So on my side, the first offer that I have is one that I will probably take. Ooh, I don't know. There's a player there I really love, and I don't think he's going to be there at 30. I have a trade offer in front of me. Pick 26 uh, can be given up for pick 30. Okay, so on the Brown side, pick 26 and 110. Buffalo is offering pick 30 and 61. I think there's plenty of guys here I still really like. I am probably going to accept it. Let's look at your stream, Steve, see where you're at. I've got a decision ahead of me here. I got Ojolari, JOK, Quiddy Pay, Christian Ooh. Barmore. Any oh. trades of no? I mean, you got to pick a player. There. There's too many good players there. Yeah, I got I got one from uh, Tampa, but it wasn't very good. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to decide here. Okay, you you. Lot. I'll come back to you. Oof. Jeff, what's going on on your side? Talk to me through who's uh, who's still available and yeah, if you so have a trade worthwhile. Yeah, I was just looking at the trades here. Uh, I do have Barmore still available. Uh, unfortunately, Greg Newsom went at 25. Um, Cosby went at 24. Uh, Ojulari is gone. Pay is gone. Uh, Jalen Phillips is gone. JOK is gone. Uh, these are all the guys that I would have some interest in. Greg Rousseau, interestingly enough, went 16. Uh, Christian Darasol went 11. Not that the Browns would be interested in him, but that seems really, really high for him, but never know. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Justin Fields did go number three in this one to, to San Francisco. Um, actually, where did Mac Jones went 15 to the Patriots? How predictable. <laughs> so I'm looking at, yeah, I've, I've got, uh, so the board that, that, that PFF is offering me, the top players available are Barmore, Trevon Morig, uh, Elijah Moore, Jason Owe, Walker Little, uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, then you're getting on to Dylan Raddins, Tevin Jenkins, Asante Samuel Jr. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So I got trades. Okay. Um, I, I also got a, a, a trade offer from Buffalo um, that, that's interested. I guess I have to monkey with it to uh, to figure it out. They, they're offering me 30 and something. Let's see what they'll give me. I'll, I'll, I'll offer them the same trade that you got, Jake, and they rejected it. <laughs> well, you got you got it. You got to put pick 26 in there. They definitely won't take it for just oh. 110. <laughs> hey, I am All right. Hey, listen. All right. Well, Technology's I, awesome. I'm going to do that. I, did, I, I, I don't like, I the, I don't like the, the player pool here, so I'm going I'm to do that. I, I kind of regret it. I thought one of Caleb Farley or Quiddy Pay might get to 30. They did not. So mine is probably an example of not making the best decision at the time. So of my board, uh, interesting players that are still available. Um, Jason Owe is still available. Trevon Merrig is still available. Uh, Rousseau is still available. Melifonwu. Uh, Jalen Phillips also still available. Uh, it's just so much. It's so much depends on the medicals with him, and he did not make it to Indy yet, so I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, Sam, I agree, man. I see your comment there. Big oof. 
Um, man, I hate, oh, man. I hate it. I, I, in this situation, <laughs> I probably take Trevon Merrick. Uh, that's who I'm going to take. I still think okay. there's enough flexibility back there. I know we want more at outside corner. I still plan to take some, but as far as best player uh, that, that fits something that they need available, I am certainly in on Merrick, so I'm going to take him there. You're not interested in Rousseau or um, uh, a guy like Tevin Jenkins? Not that the Browns need offensive line, but these are really good players that, that I, I think will be gone by in, in the actual draft. I absolutely think that that Tevin will be gone, uh, but yeah. but and listen, we heard Steve and I heard some some weird offensive line chatter from Ben Albright today, and I, listen, I just don't think they're going to draft a line early enough that it's going to matter. Uh, I agree. But but there is some chatter there, so we'll see. I just I can't bring myself to do it until I see it. I'm going to keep going. So I did a reminder my mock pick thirty. I took Trevon Merrick. It is going to keep going. I'm going to bring up Steve. You go ahead and tell me where you're sitting right now. I went ahead, and while you guys were talking, uh, I decided to try and uh, to move down a little bit because there was just so many guys that I liked. And I know that uh, in, in a real situation, I, I would probably just go ahead and pick one of those guys, but I felt comfortable that one of them uh, or more of them would still be available with the trade that I got. And so I gave up 26 in our sixth-round pick to the Jets, and got 34 and 66 back. And so this is the board here uh, at uh, 34. Barmore still uh, on, the, on, the, on the board. Zayvon Collins is still there. Um, as far as edges, Rousseau, uh, Perkins I'm not a fan of. I'd probably lean Osai here. Turner is still way too low on this board, I think. Uh, and this is one of the things with the simulators. You can kind of cheat. Like I know I could grab a corner here because Turner's going to be available at 59 since he's ranked 84th, but I, I don't think that's realistic. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think I want to cheat it that way. You look at the corners that are available. Um, the top one, the top two, I, I wouldn't take them here for the Browns. Uh, a little bit later on, both of those guys I would take. Samuel, I think, would be perfect uh, at this spot, but he's ranked 60th on the board, so that's not particularly good value. Um, so I think... And for the wide receiver fans out there, Terrace Marshall or Rondale Moore would be my two choices out of those guys uh, right here for the Browns. Um, you know what? I think I might go ahead and do that since I know that there's going to be – I got 59 and 66. I can go edge and corner one way or the other there. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take Terrace Marshall Jr. I know that there, uh, Rondale Moore has more fans. Uh, in Browns, at least that I've seen on my timeline. But I think Terrace Marshall Jr. is being um, rather uh, underappreciated, in my opinion. So I'm sure I haven't looked at the comments yet, but I'm sure I'm getting slaughtered. Uh, but I went ahead and took uh, <laughs> took Terrace Marshall Jr. there. And now the phone is ringing off the hook for me to move back up here. I got a question about the log jam at safety taking Merrick would create. I think you could play all four of those guys at the same time, feel really good about your defense. Uh, it could a little bit create a, a, a small log jam there, but you're also you're also then presuming Grant Delpit comes back and plays a high volume of snaps right away off of a serious injury, and I Sorry. don't necessarily want that. So I think you can find a way to make all four of those guys work. Coverage flexibility and some varying skill sets there that I really like. So good question. I'm going back up to Jeff's mock now. You're on the stream. Yeah. Let me know what you're going to do. So uh, I'm looking. I'm at 30 now. So Asante, the Bills moved up and took Asante Samuel at 26. Um, I'm a little disappointed that Owe went at 29 of the Packers. I kind of thought I'd have a shot at him. 
but I rate Christian Barmore higher anyways. He's still here. He's the best player at his position in this draft. I like the concept of getting defensive tackle one instead of safety four or wide receiver nine. Uh, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger on Barmore there. Um, I I think he's I think he's a promising young player. Um, there, you know, I, I'm gonna try to pretend that I am Andrew Barry, um, and I know he's better looking than me, and I can't can't do anything about that. But uh, I'm I'm trying to wear his hat and wear his shoes and think the way he would, and I think they would see it that way as well. That like, okay, we got a chance to get the best player in a position or the fifth best player in a position. Let's let's take the guy who's going to be the best, and it also happens to be a place where we need one. So I'm going to go with Barmore. Right. Good call. Good pick. All right, I'm going to come back to mine. I am up now. Again, my trade earlier, uh, and if you're listening, was pick 26 back to 30, and I exchanged 110 and moved up to 61. Could not turn that trade down. Guys of interest that went before my pick, and I offered a couple trades that didn't get accepted, Accepted. Um, Faitu Melifanwu went pick 40. I'm definitely interested in corner here above all else, unless there's a great player that falls in front of it. Asante Samuel Jr. went 47, and he's of interest to me. Aaron Robinson from UCF went 56. I I like um, what's on the board here from the all side. There are some guys here I really like. I definitely like McNeil. I definitely like Rondell Moore. Uh, I definitely like Peyton Turner. I like Elijah Molden. I like Diami Brown. A lot of talent still sitting here for this pick. Uh, in this situation, with with what I think that they're going to be looking to add, man, I'm I'm caught in a in a bit of a buzz here because they come up again, pick eighty nine. There's a lot of good players on the board here, man. I really like the way Rondale Moore can change the game offensively, but man, I got into Peyton Turner's twenty twenty tape, Stephen. He starts to really bend, man. And he's a freak, so I'm taking Peyton Turner here. So I know some people might get on my case. I get it. They're, they they just signed Clowney, but they don't have much promise past 2021. Other than Miles, they don't have anyone promised. So I like bringing in Peyton Turner, having flexibility there. I'm going to pick my next pick because I'm up right again here at pick 61. Uh, Casey offers a 2020. I'm going to accept that because I do think the Browns are going to push some picks to later. Mm-hmm, so I'm going to mm-hmm. get a 2022 fourth. So bear with me. I'm still going to be up in two more picks. Uh, and two guys go. I'm not. I'm going to reject that. All right. Yeah, I, I, too many trades. I, we can't deal with trades too much. <laughs> I like defensively. I've been looking at corner. The guy who sticks out to me, Paulson Adebo, it's my guy at corner. I think he's going to be a great outside corner. I really. Someone asked me there about how much I like Miami Brown. I like him a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, I just I just can't pass on a couple players I really want to take here. I like Elijah Molden, but until I see the Browns sign somebody to play outside, there is still that concern. I definitely like Adebo most here, so I am going to take him, and that is it for me. Now over to Steve. Yeah. Well, we're up at 59 here, and just a few picks you can see <clears throat> right in front of us. We missed out on uh, Asante Samuel by three picks. Uh, that's really the only one in the last few picks. Maybe Jamar Johnson, although I think that's a little high uh, for him. But uh, you look at it here. Uh, here's the edge guys. Osai's still there, who would be, you know, uh, it's pretty much, I would take him in a heartbeat, but he's still down here. And I think this is more his range, Peyton Turner. I think 
either 50, I think 59 is his floor. If he's there at 59, I think they, if they haven't taken an edge on day one, I think he's got to be at least heavy in the discussion. Odds are, in my opinion, they're going to have to move up a little bit. Uh, early 50s, maybe even late 40s, somewhere in that range if they want him there. Uh, this is one of the things you deal with when you do with the simulator. Uh, and I'm up again in seven picks, uh, which, you know, from the trade down, which is nice because if you go over and you look at the corners, uh, Aaron Robinson is outside the uh, age guard rail. Same thing you just said about Elijah Molden. So you're looking at, uh, you know, down a little bit. I think most of those other guys will be there. Uh, Malafonwu, Campbell, Adebo, all those guys, uh, I think they're all going to be there. Or at least two of them are going to be there in seven picks. So I'm going to go back to edge. Um I'm going to take Osai. I would probably take Turner here, but since you already took him, I'm just going to give the viewers something different to look at. <laughs> you know, uh, just something different. Uh, so I'll take Osai here. Either one of them would be fine with me at this point. Basham, for anybody who uh, is interested, uh, love his game outside the age guardrail. So uh, I don't think he's going to be on uh, their radar. So I'm going to take Osai with this pick. That sound you hear is Pete giving me, you know, a tiny little fist pump. All right. So your two picks so far. <laughs> Click on the my picks there, Steve. Hang on, I'm not gonna take that. I'm not gonna take that either. Uh, I've got a, I've got a um, big, fast wide receiver and uh, some more help on the edge. And now I'm up again Man, here at 66. All, all three of us traded down. That's fantastic. The viewers yeah. love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you we're very of, popular. Yeah, you think of that. You think of that pick, uh, Jeff. I'm the one who shouldn't have traded down. I, if I could redo this, I probably would have taken one of those guys. Nonetheless, keep going. Uh, you have a trade. I have taken a trade. I took. Okay. Um, I I also traded down earlier, but I'm now trading 59. I'm trading it to Tampa Bay. Uh, they offered me uh, 64 and 95. I like the player pool that I'm at. Uh, I I see seven or eight players that I'm perfectly comfortable taking that are still on the board at 59. Why not get another third round pick? So uh, I'm going to do that. I'm just looking at the available players that are gone here. Um, Joe Tryon, who interests me a lot, went at 54. Peyton Turner, 57. Aaron Robinson, 56. Jabril Cox, 58. Might might not have traded if he would have been there. But uh, so so I'm going to take that trade and, and run it here. Uh, who did who did the who did the Bucks come up for? They took Kyle Trask. All right. Well, I definitely didn't lose much there. So I'm I'm up at 61 now. Ah, <sighs> I'm going to look. I, I'm looking corner or wide receiver here. So I'm let me look at the available corners. Uh, oh, Malifanu is there. Eric Stokes is there. I like him a lot. Kelvin Joseph uh, is a very impressive one that I like quite a bit as well. Uh, yeah, we're getting down. You know, Adebo is still there, um, just based on where he's at in their simulator. If I want to cheat, I can get him a little bit later. Uh, so I'm looking at, at Malifanu here. Um, let me see what we got at wide receiver, because I do I like the wide receiver class, and I want the Browns to tap into it. Tylen Wallace is fun. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is, is an interesting choice here. Seth Williams is a pretty good player. Uh, yeah. Simi Fahoko is a good player. Uh, Nico Collins is a guy that I've seen a lot um, living here in Michigan. Uh, I, I think he's underappreciated. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go back. I'm going to, I'm going to take Malifanu here. Uh, if I can scroll down far enough. There we go. He is my pick at 61. That's a good and now pick. I'm back on at 64. Yeah, go ahead and take your 64 because I think all of us will be on the third round at that time. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, this, this is my bonus pick that I got from the Buccaneers. So one of the things that I really like to do, and, and I love this strategy, and, and 
John Dorsey actually used to do this very well. When he got in a, a when he traded for a pick, he would wind up using the pick on the same position that the team that traded took. But I'm not taking a quarterback here. I just can't do that. Uh, even though they took Cal Trask, uh, and my guy Tylen Wallace went off the board at 63. So those rat bastards mm-hmm. in Kansas City robbed me there. Uh, I do like Jamar Johnson. Um, ooh, you know what? He's I'm looking at him. He is the best available player on Pro Football Focus's list here, along with Landon Dickerson, Elaine McNeil, Elijah Molden, um, Quinn Miners. Um, I can't say it other way any other way than Miners Brent, the the best Ramstein song <laughs> for all you headbangers out there. Uh, I'm going to take J.M.R. Johnson. I like this guy a lot. I, I love his progression from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. Uh, specifically uh, when he played against Ohio State, he was really good. Uh, so I, uh, he's the guy. Uh, this is a little earlier than I think he's going to come off the board in real life. But you know what? He's a value pick. I like him as a safety who can also – he can come up and play over the slot if you need to, especially if they're, they're, they're flexing a tight end or a running back flaring out. That's the kind of thing that he can do. So I'm, I'm going to take it there. I um, To answer the earlier question, though, there yes, I do worry about the log jam at, at safety probably more than you do, Jake. Uh, but I also worry a lot about the depth. I don't want to go through what we went through last year where we're, we're calling up yeah. guys off the practice squad. Um, uh, people who know me know that I, I'm a huge Javante Moffitt, like shill, but I kind of don't want to see him play on a team that's that's <clears throat> Super Bowl bound. Yeah. So uh, Jamar Johnson is the answer here. <laughs> okay, so tell me your picks so far if All you right. can find. Uh, Let me find is there a where section I have made to my quickly pick. find them? Analysis. Oh, that's not, that is not it. Uh, no, not on their board. I think you have to scroll back. I, I, at least yeah, I haven't. That kind of right, so, so I have taken. Um, <clears throat> I'm going in in backwards order here. I took. Uh, Jamar Johnson, Ifiatu Meli Funwu, and I took Christian Barmore in the first. So I'm at I'm at good. three picks through two rounds. Okay. Somebody asked me a good question here. Aaron Pierce always does some relative one comment a day that makes me crack up. With the clown he's signing, could they move up for a top corner? If a guy they grade the highest slips into the 15 to 20 range, even in that 20, 21, 22, absolutely they could move up. Do I expect them to? I don't think they will, but you never know. Um, I'm going to share mine again. Uh, so here's what I have so far. I have the first pick. I took pick 30, Trevon Merrick. Pick 59, I took Peyton Turner. With my pick acquired from Buffalo, moving up from 110 to 63, I took Paulson Adebo. So I am up again, pick 89-91. I'm sure most of you guys hopefully get your spot to 89-91, so we're all making these picks. Uh, a guy, Trill Williams, who I was very interested in, went before, pick 88. Uh, mm. I am still interested in a bunch of players on this board. I like Amari Rogers a lot. I like Javon Holland. We're just tapped out on safeties at this point. Javon Holland's a great value in this area. Yes, he is. Uh, Nico Collins, who you mentioned earlier, Jeff, I'm a big Nico Collins believer. Ben Cleveland is a really fun interior zone scheme offensive lineman uh, in this area that they could definitely be interested in taking. Um, uh, Hafunga is still there. The safety from USC, we're just past it. I am going to probably settle in and man there's some fun players here i take him every draft just because i think he's going to be special Uh, i'm going to take milton williams who i think is going to be a really (laughs) fun down the line project for these guys a person who doesn't have to play right away can work to figure out what spot he fits best uh he fits best in whether that's an interior presence or an exterior 
edge guy because his athletic profile is so unique. So I'm going to take Milton Williams here and feel really good about that top 100 pick. And then I will skip pick 89. I am not going to accept that trade. Uh, I'm going to try to take as many late picks as we can because some guys at the OBR have requested it. They like to know our thoughts on some of the later round guys. So now I'm up again, my second pick. And again, there's a bunch of guys I really like. I don't have in my scenario, I don't have a pick again until 132. I gave up 110. So I have no pick for a good amount of time here after pick 91. There's a lot of names I really like here. I like Tyson Campbell, especially the prospect of getting another young corner that can play outside experience there. I definitely am interested in Ben Cleveland because I think they're interested in interior line, but I think they're going to expand the wide receiver room. I think Tylen Wallace is a better version of Rashard Higgins, and I like that type of receiver for Baker Mayfield, guys who can go get the football at the catch point, but can also just be nuanced, get open type players. So I am going to take Tylen Wallace here and then look at getting another defensive back late. So those are my two picks. I will go over to Steve. Are you ready, Steve? I am. I am uh, up at pick 66 now Okay. with that uh, extra top 100 pick we got from the Jets and the move down from 26, and there's a lot of really good players still here. Davion Nixon from Iowa has been so interesting to me for such a long time, and I know he's got some inconsistencies, but that athleticism is just its so much fun if you think you can coach it to its potential. Uh, Milton Williams right here. Uh, he's much higher on this board than some of the other ones. He's super interesting, but I'm really, really interested in corner at this spot because after this, uh, I'm not up again until the 89-91 combo, and I think most of the guys that I really like at corner uh, who are still sitting there will be gone by then. So like I said before, uh, Aaron Robinson is outside the age guard rail. Uh, might they take him? We'll all find out. We only have one year of sample size for Andrew Berry on this whole age guard rail thing, but everything that we've heard coming out of there is they're pretty serious about it. So I have been sort of just keeping him off to the side. Elijah Molden, like we said before, love the guy. Uh, would be good value here, I think, in real life. I think he's going to go in the top 50. Um, and there's a couple of guys. Well, let me see where it was. There's a couple of questions. Yeah, see, there was a couple of questions that I saw in the comments about interior offensive line. Quinn Miners, who they've met with, we recently found out they have met with him. Uh, I think it said twice, although I could be wrong on that. Super interesting guy. Uh, um, and then Kendrick Green down here, who has become a favorite of mine recently in the dailies, along with David Moore, who I've loved for a long time. The interior offensive line is kind of like the interior defensive line. This year, they're obviously set, but there's a lot of questions and uncertainty beyond 2021, so it would not be surprising to see them add to both of those spots a little earlier than some people think. Pers I'm not going to do it here, but I just wanted to bring it up because with the free agency that they're having, if they were in real life, if this was the situation, they took a Quinn Miners here or a Josh Myers or somebody, you couldn't really argue with it, you know, because it, it is something that they're going to need. But I think ultimately I'm going to come down here uh, and I'm going to take my guy who I've loved for, uh, you know, since like October. Uh, I'm going to take a Fatu Melafanwu because I think he's got the length, the size, the speed, the, the technical ability and the athleticism and the versatility to play just about anywhere they want back there. So. That's who I grabbed. Uh, so far, I've got Terrace Marshall Jr., Joseph Asai, and Afatu Malafonwu, and we'll see who's left uh, as I come up to the 89-91 combo here. Okay, so we'll go to Jeff. Got, here's 89-91. Yeah, you got you got Malafonwu at uh, at 66. I got him at 61. So uh, perfect. Yeah, that that works out pretty well. That that and that's pretty good ballpark range for him, I think, too. 
Um, I know there are Packer fans that think he's going to be their first round pick, but I don't mm-hmm. see that. Shout out we'll to everybody. See. We're up around 200 people on. This is by far the most popular one we've had. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. And I know some people are yelling at me in the comments section. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm a sucker for trading down. It's in my DNA. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so we're Clevelanders, man. We, we, we trade. Yeah. That's what we do. Um, I'm going to stand pat at 89 and 91, though. I, I, I've got enough picks. Um, I'm not sure that all the picks that I'm making are going to make the team, quite honestly. <laughs> so, I'm, and and I like also. So I'm looking at my board at 89 and 91. Um, I, I like what I see. Paulson Adebo just went off the board. Uh, Jamie Newman as a developmental quarterback went off one after Davis Mills, who went at 82. Uh, ben Cleveland, who you talked about, Jake went at 81. Um, he's somebody that I would certainly be interested in at this range. Um, Tyler Shelvin, who has the weirdest build and worst athleticism of anybody I've ever seen, who's a really good football player, um, as a nose tackle, um, went at 88. Uh, I'll say I'm not I'm not a linebacker early fan, but if Jamin Davis is still there, at pick and, and that's what I'm looking at. And I'm looking at, and I got two picks in the next three picks here. I cannot not take Jamin Davis here. I just can't. Uh, there's too much value there. Yes, he is a one year wonder. I prefer to think of him as a late bloomer athletically. Um, that, that's yeah. sort of the word that came out about him at Kentucky was that the light bulb just sort of clicked for him. Uh, and he does a lot of things that you want the Browns linebacker to do. He can flow out and outside and cover. He can crash the edge and tackle most of the time. Um, he can rush the passer if you ask him to. Not that I think that, that Joe Woods would, but yeah, he, he's got to be the pick here. There's just there's way too much value there. Um, this is a guy who I think is going to go in the top 20 in the real draft, and I'm going to get an 89. Um, you know, if if I'm wearing my analytical hat um, and not my Cavs hat that I'm wearing today, uh, go Cavs! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sexland has let me down, guys. It's sad. Um, I I uh, I Jamie oh, Davis there. <laughs> I was going to say, you are you here? Uh, shit. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. You made your second pick yet, Jeff, or not? No. So uh, I'm at 91 now, and I I'm looking at Kendrick Green. Um, uh, the, the dude who I can't pronounce from Florida State, and I feel bad because I've said his name like 10 different ways on on different podcasts. Um, the hybrid linebacker safety from Florida State, who didn't play well last year, um, is now is off the board at 90, um, sandwiched between Jamin Davis and. I don't need a safety. Oh, um, I'm, I'm looking, yeah. I need to look at wide receiver here uh, or interior offensive line, I think. I, I like Cade Johnson a lot from so South Dakota State as a slot guy. He's a pure slot guy. He can also run back kicks. That's that's attractive to me. Um, if I'm, I'm of the, the school of thought that Donovan Peoples-Jones either needs to be the return man or a wide receiver. I'm not crazy about him doing both. Um, I, and, I, and I like him as one or the other either way. I, I think he's a good player either way. But I, doing both, I, I think it's just a little bit too much for him. So uh, that, that's really interesting. Cornell Powell is very interesting here. Nico Collins is still around. Amari, oh, Amari Rogers. Uh, oh, sold. Amari Rogers. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> the decision. Boom. I like Amari. I, I, I know that he, he's, he's probably not going to be Andrew Barry's pick there, but I'm, I'm going to take some executive license here. Go ahead and make your 95 while we're still here. Oh, I am at 95. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Kendrick Green is still on the board. I like that. And I like the idea of, of getting developmental linemen. We don't know what's going to happen with Drew Forbes. Who knows what, what they've got in, in Blake Hans um, and, and some of these other guys. I I, I want to see a battle royal in, in, in training camp this summer of like eight different guards fighting for the, the final two spots on the roster. And then Kendrick Green can be one of them. And I, I, I like that a lot. He, he impressed me a lot. Uh, the fact that he, he, he shined at Illinois says something to me with <laughs> Lovey Smith as his coach. Um, he's been ostensibly coached by a somewhat NFL caliber coach. Uh, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. All right, your pick is made. Yeah. Uh, let me – Steve, are you still in round three or are you not? Yeah, yet? I'm on uh, okay. 80, 89, 91 here. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm beyond that now, thankfully. Yeah, I was hoping uh, Paulson Adebo would hang around, uh, but he went in the late 70s there to the uh, – who would he go to? The Chargers. Uh, so that would have been my guy uh, if uh, Corner was still here. But uh, I think I know the two guys I'm going to take, but I'm going to go ahead and talk through it anyway. Uh, Chaz Surratt's a little old. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell didn't – I like I like his film, but he didn't test nearly as well as we thought. Uh, that's the highest I've seen Elijah Griffin. I think he has some very interesting traits, and he's got some skills. Uh, but that's – like by a lot, that's the highest I've seen him. Uh, St. Juiced is already 23. Um, so here's uh, Hunter Long is very interesting. They may add a tight end. Tight end is a sneaky need uh, this year. You um, think so? I do. Uh, can, can you explain that to me? Because I don't. I don't. I, I want you to talk me through that because I don't see it that way. Just because of the uncertainty uh, moving forward after this year, uh, we have the noise around. I don't want Najoku traded. I, I've been on the record with that for I'm months and months. And months. I'm with I you. want him here, but it keeps coming up. So. Even if they don't trade him, he's gonna. I mean, are they gonna sign him back? You don't know the the right. position is uncertain right. after twenty twenty one for sure. Keep going, Stan. I mean, I, yeah. I buy that. Yeah, and okay. that's absolutely true. We don't know. I like Harrison Bryant quite a bit, but with tight ends, it always takes a few years. We don't quite know what we have in him yet. Uh, Austin Hooper is uh, two more years, I think, and then then he's gone. Uh, and in this offense, and well, tight ends in general in the NFL take at least three years to really grasp it and become who they are. And in this offense in general, they ask a lot of them. So getting somebody young in the pipeline to start learning now for two years from now might be in the cards. Although I think with the board that I'm looking at here, as much as I like Hunter Long, and I really do like him, 
I, there's a couple other guys that I like better. I think it's a little too early for a tight end at this spot. Um, right. Now, if the first few picks of the draft go a different way, maybe that's a different story. But as it sits right now, here's what I think I am going to do. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to take uh, Hompson Nasraldine here. Um, because well said. You said I, I looked it up and practiced it for three hours. He, he um, embarrasses me every episode with me. <laughs> He's good at it. I like Andre Cisco a ton too. Um, yeah. but I think Nasral Dean's ability, like you said, Jeff, to basically be that hype what, what we all thought Jabril Peppers was going to be a few years ago, that hybrid linebacker, extra linebacker down in the box, but can drop back and do uh, safety stuff as well. I think he's perfect for this offense in that role. Um, and he looks like he's coming back uh, healthy. I mean, he looked pretty good at the senior bowl. He's moving around pretty damn well coming back from that ACL. Um, and uh, if he does, if that continues, uh, then I think he's pretty athletic. So I'm going to take him here at 89 and then I'm up again here at 91 and I'm going to sort of take advantage of where is it? There we go. Here's our guy um, right here, Jake. Yeah. Uh, they, they still have him on this board for some reason, much, much lower than all of the other wow. boards. Now they yeah. could turn out to be right. I mean, you know, we all say, Oh, th that board's crazy about guys every year. And then, you know, one of them turns out to be right. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's easily it's like, it's like the Hakeem Butler fallacy. Yeah. Or, or my, well, it's every you. year there's, there's <laughs> several guys like Hey, that. I got and that one right. Off. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> they were off by 50, 60 spots. And this year, especially with all the uncertainty and the gaps in information and the weirdness of the past year, I think we're going to see the media boards be off by 100 spots on some guys, 60, 80 spots, through no fault of their own. It's just the way it is. Um, this year, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and game the board. Uh, Tui, uh, Tui Pelotu would be good here. I really like Jay Tufele. I think he is being forgotten in this class uh, because uh, he opted out this past year, but if you think back, he was being discussed as uh, him and Barmore were considered in the preseason the day one interior defensive line guys uh, potentially uh, uh, heading into last season, and then he opted out, and people have forgot about him, but you go watch that 2018 and 2019 film there are things to work on, obviously. Boy, the athleticism and the hand usage and the burst and everything are so much fun. So I would be okay with him here. But, I, Jake, you and I agree. Uh, McNeil is – if he's there at 59, that's good value for him, I think. So getting him here at 91, I just – I don't see how I can pass it up. I'm so, with you. So read, your, read, your, read your guys to me so far if you can so we can so refresh far, everybody. I am Terrace Marshall Jr. after a trade down. Joseph Osai at 59, Afatu Melafanu, uh, Hamza Nazraldine, and then Aleem McNeil. Okay, I Jeff, read yours okay. real quick. You're doing very fine. I yeah, like your so, guys way more than mine, for the, for the record. <laughs> Funny how that works. Uh, so I have taken thus far, um, I had three third-round picks. I got Kendrick Green from Illinois, the interior lineman, uh, guard. Uh, I got Amari Rogers, wide receiver from Clemson, and I got Jamin Davis from Kentucky at the linebacker. Uh, and prior to that, I had taken Jamar Johnson, the safety from Indiana, Ifiato Malifonu, uh, the corner from Syracuse, and the second round at 64 and 61 after a trade. And the first round pick was Christian Barmore. Um, I traded down and still got him at 30. Uh, so now I'm up at 132. Okay, okay. I am on 132. And what pick are you on, uh, Steve? Uh, I'm on 110. All right. You're 110. You didn't give up 110? No. Okay. I'm going to add mine real quick and make my pick. 132, a lot of guys here on the board I like. 
Uh, some positions I have already taken too many players, so I'm kind of looking at the best yeah. mixture of a player who has a chance to make the roster, uh, also a chance to be an impactful player down the line. I like Drake Jackson from Kentucky, an interior offensive lineman, good lateral mobility, strong at the point of attack, tested pretty well too. I'm going to take Drake Jackson there. And so far, let me see if I can pause mine. Uh, I have Trevon Merrick at pick 30 after a move down. Peyton Turner, 59. Paul, uh, Paulson Adebo at 63. Milton Williams, defensive tackle, Louisiana Tech at 89. Tylen Wallace, a wide receiver from OK State, 91. And then Drake Jackson, the center from Kentucky at pick 132. I have pick 169 and pick 257 remaining. Well, my computer just zoomed very far in. All right, Jeff, you're up. Who you got at 132? <laughs> uh, I'm looking uh, at... I, I, I'm still looking for an edge here. I, I think that's that's the way to go. I'm not a big. I'm looking at their board of, of the best available. Um, Joshua Kando is not somebody that I'm all that interested in. Um, kind of a flatline guy. Malcolm Coons, who uh, Mel Kiper uh, mocked at number 41 to my Lions uh, earlier this week, um, which caused a great stir because it's his number 28 rated defensive end, and he mocked at number 41 overall. Thanks, Mel. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Um, there's a couple guys down here that I do like. I like Jordan Smith from UAB quite a bit. He's a guy that you kind of need a redshirt year on too because he he's skinny, guys. He he needs to add some bulk before he's ready to play. But you can play him in spots. He can probably play on special teams. Um, he can, he can be a punt block guy, something like that. Uh, if you can get him on the field for a little bit, get his beak wet, so to speak, you, you might have something there. So he's under consideration. Uh, Patrick Jones from Pittsburgh is an interesting one, though I, I'm not sure he's the best fit schematically for what they want to do. Uh, and I'm looking at the, the, the top available players here. Um, we've got a safety in Jamie Sherwood, uh, a cornerback in Tate Gowan, who I'm not a huge fan of. Um, Milton Williams is here. That's very interesting because uh, I think he's going to be gone by this point. He would, it, if, if I'm looking at my personal board, he would be the top player left. Um, just based, although Kelvin, jo Kelvin Joseph is here as well. Brady Christensen is on the board. He is not a scheme fit. And I also think, he, I believe he's over age. Is he not Steve? I think yeah. he's 20. Yeah. Um, good, good football player, but uh, probably right. not, not, not a Brown. Yeah. So, uh, Rashad Wildgoose, no thanks. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take Milton Williams here. Uh, there's just too much value there. It's doubling up Barmore and Williams are probably the two best defensive tackle prospects in the, in this draft, uh, getting them both, sure, why not? <laughs> and he can go outside too. I, I, I'm he can, full, yes, he fully can. convinced that Williams can give you a significant amount of snaps out at the edge. Yeah, or if they want to play an odd front, he can play the five. Right. He can play the four eye, something like that. So there, there's a lot of versatility there. Um, that that's preparing for life after Sheldon Richardson, which I think is a smart way to go. Right. Speaking of Sheldon Richardson, I'm going to pose this question about why. His contract apparently hasn't, won't be restructured. We don't know any of that yet. It has only been a media yeah. conversation. They might not touch Sheldon Richardson, and in my opinion, they shouldn't. He's their most proven interior player. He's got one year left. Find a way to make it work. I'm tired of hearing about moving on from him. It's so silly. Moving I, on. I, is I don't not understand why you would want to get. You're you're a team that's gunning to win now. This team right. can win now, guys. Right. You don't right. get rid of good players when you're trying to win now. I'm with it. Steve, make your pick here, 110 and 132. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, just to quickly uh, um, piggyback on what uh, Jeff just said. People are saying, oh, well, do you want to win now or do you want to save things for the future? 
They're in a unique position and have the people in place who have shown the proclivity. They can do both if they're smart. And so far, <laughs> by any measure, they have been beyond smart. So going all, all in this year doesn't necessarily mean doing what the Saints did, you know, and, and mean the next five years you couldn't sign me. You know, it, they still right. have plenty of flexibility. And there's a lot of one-year contracts. So there's a lot of guys playing not only for a ring, but to try and get extended, and they're going <laughs> to like playing here. So we'll see. Now, sitting here at 110, man, there's a lot of ways I could go because so far it's been fantastic, and it's. I think it's, a, it's another reminder for me and a good lesson for people because I don't normally go with the wide receiver first. I try to focus on who, not when. Okay, people say, "Oh, you didn't take a such and such a position until the third round." Yeah, but look who I got in the third round. That's 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 how you have to look at it. Who not when. So I, I'm looking at it here. I would have loved to have gone. This is the guy I have my eye on, hoping he would hang on uh, and still be there at 110. But Tro Williams is gone. Uh, but I think I'm going to dip back in and I'm going to throw a little curveball here. Uh, Makuamu is interesting, but I'm going to take this guy here. I'm going to I'm going to make the uh, the Buckeye fans happy because all the athleticism, all the tape from inside, all the stuff that everybody said translated well to safety, that safety slot hybrid position that's becoming more and more necessary and more and more popular in the NFL, it's all still there. He struggled badly on the outside. He's not an outside guy, apparently. But if you move him back to the inside, all that promise that made him a, you know, a day one lock for most of the season it's still there. So I'm going to take him here uh, because it gives you depth at two position groups. And I think at this value, I think at early day three, an athlete like Sean Wade, I'm not sure how you can go wrong. I'm not he looked that. very good in his workout at Ohio State today. Um, he and Justin Fields did their second pro day, uh, and he looked fantastic. Um, it, uh, he's one of those dudes that runs with the shirt off all the time, and nobody really minds because he looks good. So yeah, uh, and he ran. I think it was four four three, and he was he was cooking. Uh, so I'm with you. I, this is a guy who was a consensus top twenty five prospect preseason. Right. He played like ass. There's no way around it. But he also didn't get a lot of help from from how Ohio State used him. And I I, I still think that there's something there worth working with. So I I, I kind of like that pick. Um, yeah, and at, I, at I, a day three value, that's the other thing too. You got to think about where we are in the draft. I mean, if they picked Sean, if they traded up and picked him at forty six, I we'd probably be having a different conversation, you know. But picking him on early day three, I right. think this, this is where squeeze. Yeah, because you're, you're getting a guy, uh, and and Marvin Wilson is another guy like this, a defensive tackle from Florida State who was right. initially very highly touted and has played his way out of that. Right, and. At some point, you just have to catch a falling star and hope that it that it shines back up again. Right, and we all we you know the the situation at Florida State wasn't exactly tremendous the past couple of years. So Ooh, no, it was not. <laughs> we don't know how much that played into his him falling off. We don't know uh, how much just the whole situation. I mean, these guys couldn't see their families. They were sequestered for months and months at a time. And these are kids. You know, they're nineteen, twenty year old kids not seeing their parents for six months at a time because of COVID. There's so much stuff of the past year that's just weird and different. We can't approach this year the same way that we always have. That's just the way it is. You, you have to build that stuff in. It's questions that we don't have the answer to, but they're questions that you have to ask when you're sitting here looking at these guys. For me, I'm sitting here at 132. I'm going back to the interior offensive line uh, discussion that we had before because there are two guys. Let me bring it up here. There we go. Uh, I like Aaron Banks quite a bit. I've seen him. Uh, I've seen reports that he played some center at practice at Notre Dame. 
Kendrick Green and David Moore have both done it in game situations and done it at a high level. So I think that would put them because I want guys who can play both. I want, you know, the true IOL who can play either any of those three spots. Uh, Kendrick Green uh, is fantastic. Like everything Jeff said about picking him 20 picks ago or whenever it was that, that he grabbed him. Yeah, I that, did. <laughs> that all stands. He's just fun to watch and he's and he's mean. But I'm so just to not pick the same guy again. I'm gonna go right here with my guy David Moore, who's been a friend, uh, a favorite of mine for a long, long time. Down at Grambling, he's he's a little short. He's uh, uh, not quite six one, but he's three fifty. But his athleticism is off the charts. And you want to talk about a nasty streak? Oh my goodness! Go watch him. He is so much fun to watch and just a ball of play. So I'm gonna go ahead and grab him there because, like we said before, we don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, with uh, with uh, um, um, Jesus, the second time this has happened, Jake, the right guard. I'm blanking on his name. Wyatt Wyatt Teller? You cut out Wyatt my... Teller. Thank you. I, I don't know why. It's the second time I blanked on Wyatt Teller's name. I apologize, Wyatt, if you happen to see this. Uh, we don't know what they're going to do with this contract. I think they find a way to make it work, but we don't know. JC Treader is north of 30. Joel Batonio is approaching 30. Getting somebody in the system early now might be a good idea. We don't know what they have in Nick Harris. We don't know what they have in Drew Forbes, although we all like him and hope for the best. So it's a possibility, and I thought it was the best value on the board at that point. Uh, clarifying an earlier comment, we are not saying that you said that they were going to move from him. We just talked about a narrative that has been out there about Sheldon. Um, I, I didn't mean to, mis to make you think we misunderstood your comment. There has been very little chatter of anybody being extended at this point or anything like that. Uh, right. There have only been three players that they've committed to pass next year. I think it's uh, John Johnson, Miles Garrett, and who else am I forgetting? There's another player that they've got a guaranteed deal. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's only three. So they have a ton of flexibility with who they keep around or who they, they you know move on from. Um, so I'm going to go back, and I'm making my next pick, uh, if I could add my board here, uh, to – Oh, wow. 169 is where I'm up, and I am looking at a corner that I specifically like. You talked earlier about uh, Tuafele, who's getting lost in the shuffle. Steve, I think Thomas Graham, uh, this uh, corner out of Oregon, is getting lost in the shuffle, uh, who had graded out two years extremely well through Pro Football Focus's metrics. He's graded around the 17th to 15th corner in Dane Brugler's athletic uh, profile. I think he's going to be tough, man. Very similar size, a little bigger than Denzel, but man, is he a smart student of the game type player? That's how everybody talks about him. I like Thomas Grant. Shift hips did well. His RAS was solid. Ran a four four five. Can run with people. So he is my second corner that I feel really good about at this moment. Uh, other players, I guess I should talk about other considerations. Quentin Morris, tight end from Bowling Green, is interesting at that spot. Chaka yes. Tony, the edge from Penn State, is very interesting at that spot. Shakur Brown, I was very disappointed with how he tested. I had right. he has got a ton of production, but he tested too poorly to even consider at this spot. Kylan Hill, if you're looking running back, Matt Waldman favorite. Uh, when I talked to Matt just last week, really likes Kylan Hill. I do too. Um, those are guys I kind of floated around considering uh, at this point, though. I definitely feel like I need another corner going in this year, and I I think Thomas Graham has been lost in the shuffle and has a bright NFL future. So I'm going to take him at pick 169. Next pick will be in the following round. I might not have a pick until the 200. So we'll go over to, to uh, 
Jeff, let's see what you got up in, in your next pick. Yeah, so I'm at I'm at 169, um, and I have some interest in getting a a developmental quarterback into the system. Uh, this is probably about the right range to start doing that. Uh, I'm looking at the the guys available here. I've got, got Shane Bouchelle, who I happen to like a lot more than most people do. Although I saw him take the most vicious hit I've ever seen a quarterback survive this year, um, and he, that happened a lot to him. He, he's kind of a poor, poor man's Baker Mayfield without the swagger, uh, but but he can, he can run the Stefanski offense. He can run the the, the Kubiak Shanahan style of timing and, and keeping the trains on time. He can do a few things out of structure, but not a lot. But that this is earlier than I want to take him. And none of these other, I mean, Ian Book, Sam Ellinger, Felipe Franks, uh, pass. Uh, wide receiver, I still haven't taken one. Uh, I don't believe. Yeah, yeah, because I just took, I just took Milton Williams. Um, and, and green before that. So Kate Johnson is here. I like him as a slot receiver. I like him as a potential return man. I talked about that earlier. He was really, really good at the senior bowl. He was one of those guys that, that when you get to the senior bowl and you're from the FCS level or below that, you need to do two things. You need to look like you belong athletically and you need to, to, to play and show that you fit in with the guys, you know, personality-wise, that you have the, the juice to go with it. He certainly had that from every account that I've heard from, from people that were mobile. So I'm going to take I'm going to take the slot receiver in Kate Johnson. Uh, I know he's he's approaching the age guardrail if he's not already over it, but uh, I'm going to, you know, it, it's 169. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to worry too much about uh, sticking hard to say anything here. Uh, and I, I think the player is very good, um, and I think he's going to be gone before this in real life, so I'm going to take him. And that's an interesting question that we've been asking. We've all been asking for a while now, especially since we only have the one year of sample size. Does the age guardrail get loosened as they go deeper into day three? We don't know. The, the oldest guy that they took last year was uh, Jordan Elliott. He turned 23 in September, or I'm sorry, in November of the season. So that's yeah. the only line of demarcation that we have. We know if you turn 23 in, in November, you're cool. You're okay. We don't know about anything before that. We have no idea. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very curious because there's a few guys. Uh, <coughs> I'm butchering his name. You, you've been lauding me for saying names right. I'm butchering this. Imitor Bebe from. Uh, you got it right. Okay. Josh Imitor Bebe from, from, with the 47.5. Oh my God. He is an unbelievable freak, but he's already over 23. So I, I, I don't know. We, we have no idea if he's. In there or not, if it loosens up and he's there at this 211 pick or something like that, boy, is he fun. Based on his hands, I want him on the beach volleyball court more than I want him on the football field. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, you're up. What pick do you have up next? Okay, I'm at 169 here, uh, and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my uh, players picked. I I I've got you know two safety or i'm sorry two corners i've got a top edge a top wide receiver a safety uh hybrid that i love i've got who i think is one of the best interior defensive linemen and i've got one of my my favorite interior offensive linemen there's really no needs left there's nothing left that i'm chasing which is good because you don't want to be doing that at this point in the draft so i'm sitting here and i'm looking at my board uh ellerson smith is very interesting but since i've already taken one and they just signed uh, Clowney. I mean, you're starting to run out of roster spots here uh, in the position. Yep. Bryce, Bryce Thompson, I think, is very interesting. But, again, I've already taken a couple of corners. They've met with Derek Forrest. He's got a super interesting uh, profile. There's uh, uh, Imitor Bebe. There's uh, Thomas Graham. There's a few. I wanted to go here. 
if we had not taken a wide receiver early, there are some guys in this range that I think are super, super interesting. These two guys, Midorbebe and Faheko, are both outside the age guardrail, but they're crazy uh, athletic. Uh, ISM, ISM is one of my favorites. I love him. I think he's wildly undervalued on this board. Jalen Darden has some of the most fun tape of the oh, entire class. Yeah. Uh, there's your guy, Cade Johnson, who also has a, t- and this guy here, I just discovered him. And I think you, I saw a tweet that you did too. Well, I didn't discover him. I just was lured. To oh his yeah. Presence. Let me say that right. Uh, and, and I don't <laughs> even know how to Strachan, I think is how it's pronounced. He plays for, uh, Charleston college. Uh, they've listed yes. him at West Virginia because it's not on their board. Six, five, two twenty five. He ran under four, five. And you look, you watch his tape. And he's he, obviously he's going. He's wildly outclassing the people that he's up against. The corners have no chance, but he's crushing them, which is what you want to see from a guy in that situation. Now their their um, season was canceled because of COVID, so we don't have any 2020 tape on him. But boy, you look at his stats, you look at his market share, his, you look at his measurables. It, it's crazy. This guy. his 2019 tape is 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 indeed crazy so he was going to be on the bahamas he's from the bahamas he would have been on their olympic team had they been in the olympics in 2020 uh but that got washed out he was going to be on their 200 and he was going to be on one of their relays oh Uh, that's how that's how fast this guy is and he's built like a sprinter at at 65 226 right um which is which is um where i aspire to be in my 65 frame um i sadly (laughs) left that behind um yeah i got the 226 uh, part yeah, that that'd be great. Um, I, I <laughs> uh, he's he has a lot of really fun tape, and a lot of it it does look like um, a college guy playing against high school kids because a lot of the guys that he's playing oh. against they're gonna be they're gonna be they're gonna be you know night manners at Walmart the day after they're done playing football. I'm right. not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just it, in in preparation for the NFL, you probably right. want to be going against other guys who are going to be football players for their <laughs> career. And right. he has not done that whatsoever, uh, but but there's a lot to like about that guy. So I, he he is certainly a fun one, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I was tipped off to him uh, by somebody who got a, an advanced copy of Dane Brugler's guide. He's like, who who is this guy? I've not heard of him. And and uh, they had another guy from Charleston a couple of years ago, um, and he, he was from Barberton, uh, defensive tackle. I can't think of his name, uh, but but uh, I, I wound up being able to access the tape from that through that because they didn't change their password. Thank you for that. And uh, it was a great way to find things out. Yeah. Uh, and somebody in the comments has told me, uh, it, apparently his last name is pronounced Strawn. So thanks to Tom and uh, for really? that. Yeah. Oh, but, I appreciate that. Yes. I, I said stretchin or strength. Yeah. Okay. Strahan, I thought maybe Strahan. Yeah. That's what yeah, I thought. Strawn. Okay. I'm, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, by but, the way, for, he's not going to get drafted by the Browns here, but uh, uh, Brendan Highmace. From Nebraska, it's not Jamie's. It's not James. It's Jaime's. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, yeah. All right. You're, did um, you make your pick yet, Steve? No, I just wanted to talk through a few things there. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take my guy who I've loved for a long, long time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab Quentin Morris. You guys talked about him briefly before. Uh, I think he's good, got. Good I think he's got a yeah. tremendous upside as a move tight end. Uh, he's got great hands. He moves well. Trey McKitty would also be a tight end prospect in this general range. Uh, but in this uh, uh, simulation, um, I, I just went ahead and took uh, Quentin Morris there to get him into the uh, get him into the pipeline and get him started learning because it takes a long time for tight ends. Well, you're talking about throwing darts here. I am going to throw one as well. We talked about tight end in general. Uh, I am going to throw one at our small school tight end, Zach yes. Davidson. 
who we like a lot. Uh, not not because he can punt too, which is which is cool, but uh, <laughs> I think he's a nice nice developmental athletic tight end to take at the end. So my draft is complete. Uh, we will come back to my draft. We'll go to Jeff to let him finish out, and then we'll go to you, Steve. Yeah. So uh, I was looking. I'm looking at tight ends now, uh, and McKinney is there. Tony Poljan, the the who's at Virginia, he was the the starting quarterback at Central Michigan uh, for a couple of years um, back in the day. Quentin Morris is there. I like him a lot. I like Matt Bushman. This is a guy who I think would be considerably higher if he didn't miss last year. Um, he's I don't know how old he is. He might be outside their 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 guard row. You never know with the BYU players. They tend to to take a year or two on on their uh, their mission. So I, I don't know his status on that. Uh, I I do know that he had really really good tape. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, so I'm looking there. I, I'm I'm interested in running back here. I'm at 211, uh, and there's a couple of running backs that I saw that are still available. Ramondre Stevenson. I'm not. I know there's a lot of people that like him a lot. I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, I'm going to go scroll down a little bit. There's two guys from Louisiana: Trey Ragus, Aragus, uh, and Elijah Mitchell. I like Elijah Mitchell quite a bit. In fact, he is my number five running back overall on my board. Uh, I'm going to advocate for him. This is a guy who tore it up every single time I watched Louisiana play. He he runs in a similar style of Kareem Hunt. He's low to the ground, strong lower body, exceptional balance through contact. I love that in a runner. This is a guy that you can get in. He's different than than Dearness Johnson. He's different than 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 uh, uh, who's the guy that they had last year from South Florida? His name's escaping me. Not important because he probably won't make the team this year because I'm adding Elijah Mitchell and he's going to bump him off the roster. Dearness Johnson. Yeah, there, there, there's are we, the, um, the the are we talking uh, about? Uh, oh, oh from, Charlotte. Don, Don, from Charlotte, Dontrell, Dontrell Hilliard. Yeah, no, that's a different one. Uh, this was a. Uh, oh my God, I can see him. He was number forty at Charlotte, and I he's he was uh, he was on the practice squad for a brief time as an undrafted free agent, and he didn't. Stick oh, so he was a bowling ball. What was his name? Yes. Very, very big guy. Big oh, guy. Oh man, he was like six two two forty. And I can't think yeah. of his name. It's not important. I, I I like Mitchell here. So uh, and, and that that takes me down to two fifty seven. If you want to get me done, or if you want to go to Benny ben, Benny Lemay, Benny Lemay. Thank oh, you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Steve. I'm going to come back to you, and then uh, we'll go to your last picks, and then you guys can vote on which one you like. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, Let us know afterwards, and the replay. Pick your favorite mock. We will. We'll let you decide. I think mine will be a far distant last place. We'll put up a, we'll put up a poll on Twitter as well. Well, I there's have a my feeling guy. It's going to get ugly. Strawn, thank you for telling me. Oh, he's gone. Just went a few days because I was going to, even though we would have been doubling up on wide receivers at this pick. I, I, you know, I you're throwing darts, and that's a hell of a dart right there. So I was hoping to get him, but I did find somebody. A wild goose is interesting. Uh, I think he should have stayed another year personally, but uh, yes. he, he's got some interesting flashes and some interesting tape. So this would be a range that I think. If you could ever teach that guy to not hold on every freaking play, you got something. <laughs> yeah, it's like at this spot, I can I could see it if they went that way. I'm not going to do it there, but I think I am going to go to corner because if you go down here – just a little, or no, I'm sorry. He's listed on this board as a safety, and I'm not 100% sure why. Uh, where is he? I just saw him. There he is. 
Darren Hall, San Diego State, played corner for the Aztecs, had a, had a, had a pretty productive uh, few years, did a lot of things really, really well. Um, he's a little bit better with the action in front of him, at least from what I've seen, which might be why they have projected him at safety uh, on this board. But he can come in and give you corner uh, uh, reps in sub packages, and he's a, he's, he can be uh, a beast on special teams. And so we're looking at – I traded with the Packers here. You know, anybody who, who reads the daily mock drafts, they only have 256 picks on their simulator here. Uh, the Browns have picked 257. So in order to get as close as I can – I always trade future picks with the Packers to get this pick. So that's as close as we can get. So I'm going to take Darren Hall uh, to shout it out here. And uh, that finishes mine. If you want to go ahead and okay. do yours. We'll go back. We'll go back yeah. to Jeff as he finishes his last. Pick oh, so I just had a, a moment of religious epiphany. Uh, Derek Barnes is still on the board at number 257. This is a guy who I think is a top 125 player. I don't care that I've already taken a linebacker. Mm. Uh, this guy, Derek Barnes from Purdue, I, I I was actually excited to see Grant Stewart, the linebacker from Houston, with all the, the, the crazy hair, because I think he's got the all the trappings of being a special teams ace for years and years. Um, he might never play on defense, but this is your guy that, that fills the Tay Davis role or, or the uh, Darius Thomas role before that as a career special teamer. I think he's going to be great at that, and I don't mean that in a demeaning way either. I, right. I, I just think that that's his niche. But getting a, a Derek Barnes, uh, how he's 298 on their board after what he did at Purdue and how well he tested it, how well he played in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, this is an absolute no-brainer pick for me. <laughs> all right. Well, we have these all done. I'm going to put up – let's look at Jeff's first since his is already up on the board. Go to the top there. Yeah. He goes Christian Barmore, pick 30. Uh, Melifanu, pick 61. He goes Jamar Johnson, six, six, pick 64. Uh, Damon Davis pick eighty nine. Amari Rodgers ninety one. Seriously, man, that's wild. <laughs> Kendrick <laughs> Green at ninety five. This is a this is a ridiculous haul, man. Kendrick mm -hmm. Green at ninety five. Milton Williams one thirty two. Kate Johnson the wide receiver at pick two or sorry one sixty nine. Elijah Mitchell the running back from Louisiana two eleven. And Derek Barnes linebacker uh, from Purdue pick two fifty seven. That is a really good draft. Steve, we'll like come to you next. Lot. Yeah, it's a hell of a draft. I'm happy. Uh, Steve, you go 34, Terrace Marshall, the wide receiver from LSU. Joseph Asai, your next pick at 59, Edge from Texas. Uh, he goes pick 66. He gets Melifonwu, the corner from Syracuse. Pick 89, he gets Hampson, a serve from Florida State, the safety. Pick 91, Ali McNeil, NC State. Uh, pick 110, Sean Wade, the corner safety hybrid there from Ohio State. More safety than corner probably. Uh, boy, that writing is really small. David Moore from Grambling at pick 132, pick 169. Quentin Morris, a tight end from Bowling Green. And at pick 256, he takes Darren Hall, the safety, who should actually be a corner from San Diego State. Now, I have heard, and this is just secondhand, that Pro Football Network is by far the hardest mocks him to do. That's just what I heard. I, you guys might take that into account when you look at these. I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. It's just word on the street. Uh, Trevon Merrick is who we get at pick 30 if, after a move down. 59, Peyton Turner, edge slash interior player if he wants to be from Houston. Paulson Adebo at pick 63. Uh, pick 89, Milton Williams, defensive tackle. We have talked about Tylen Wallace, uh, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State, pick 91. 132, Drake Jackson, the center from Kentucky. 16, 169 is Thomas Graham, the corner from Oregon, and 257 Zach Davidson, who tested. I just looked it up while we were, you guys were talking. He tested really good, man. That guy, mm -hmm. 
That guy might be a top 200 pick. I don't know. We'll get mm-hmm. back to that later. But that's the whole. So what we will do, uh, the live comments kind of are a great way to calculate what folks think. Go to the Twitter feed. I'll put this up on my Twitter feed tonight. Uh, put up all three photos of these draft halls. If you're listening to this tomorrow, um, which will be your, what is it, Thursday, you're listening to this. It'll still be up on my Twitter feed. I will I will have it near the top so you can vote on which mock you like the most. I hope you guys like this. This is a completely different thing than we've ever done. I think we talked about way more prospects than we've ever talked about, and we got a really good perspective on three different boards. And I think that's interesting is every time we do these, we're all looking at the same board. I think it's interesting looking at three different boards of ranked players and coming out with different uh, results. So, listen, it's been about an hour. We've had over 150 the whole time. And we peaked around 200, a little over 200 people watching. So I cannot guys enough sticking around watching this. We will only get more interest as we get a week out from the draft. And then we will do another one of these on draft Eve uh, as well. And I hope you like this format. So this is a lot of fun. Uh, Jeff, first, thank you, my friend. Tell everybody where they can find your work. And um, again, thank you for taking time to do this. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. It was great to get with you guys again. Uh, and, and Steve, for the first time, um, even though we've chatted 6,000 times or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first least. time we've ever actually been on together so this is great uh i am the managing editor at browns wire and lions wire with usa today you can find stuff there i also have a lot of draft stuff at real gm football real my big board will drop tomorrow if i ever finish editing it uh it, it will be up uh, i will also have a what i would do mock draft there uh and we got a ton of stuff at browns wire coming uh we're, we're doing all kinds of stuff there it, it, it's fun uh between brad ward josh keatley and myself uh we're, we're getting a lot of content going we are ready for the draft um as i'm sure you all are so uh, uh again thanks for thanks everyone for tuning in and uh for welcoming me in i appreciate it hell yeah jeff this was great man steve has put a hell of a lot of work in at the obr if you have not been paying attention we've been releasing our obr uh, draft boards, which are very Cleveland Browns interest target age range guardrail specific. So, like if we're awesome. listing our top five quarterbacks, they are five quarterbacks who would be down at the bottom of the draft board where Cleveland maybe takes a guy with their second to last pick of the draft. That kind of thing is what we're doing. We've done defensive tackle, we've done defensive end, and in each of those is a link to player profiles with videos, information. You won't find this anywhere else, guys. I'm telling you, he's doing That's great true. work, he's crushing the draft. <laughs> I really, really appreciate you, Steve, for coming on too, man. Oh, thanks. And I appreciate you always. Every every time we've, we've done one of these, you brought on a guest like Jeff who makes me look stupid by comparison, and that's fantastic. I am clearly the Tim Conway of this operation. <laughs> and that's, you know, he was an early comedic influence on me, so I appreciate that. And I think, at least for me, and I don't know if you guys would agree, I think the biggest thing to take away from this, and this was so much fun, this was so cool, is that, there isn't one way that they have to go to have a good haul. I think we had three separate good haul. I mean, if they came away with any of these three, you'd be like, okay, I like that for different reasons. So the fact that they have this many options, don't lock yourself into one guy. If they if they don't draft so-and-so, I'm going to be pissed off. Well, you're setting yourself up to be pissed off because there's 700 guys out there and you're, you're banking on one of them. So they have so many ways that they can get better, which is hard to believe because they're already legitimately Super Bowl contenders, but they can get so much better and they have a ton of routes that they can take to get there. So uh, if you're part of the live crowd in Cleveland and you've been drinking since noon and they trade out a 26, don't, don't start, you know, burning stuff. Okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's all stay calm. Okay. Because it's a possibility that they might do that. Just try and remember 
It's a three-day process, and man, think about who, not when, and look at the whole hall when we get to the end of Saturday, because I think I think we're all going to be pleased. Yeah, it's exciting to to go into these things and not have to worry, freak out about. We have to get a player at the right position to be competitive next year, which is which is such a welcome change. So these things are very fun right now uh, because of that. So. Uh, I will say, I have not mentioned this publicly. We are going to get a graphic going for this probably tomorrow. We are going to do a live show all three days of the draft on this channel. So as the draft is going on, we will have the OBR. We'll bring in guests like Jeff who can hopefully join us at some point. We will bring in people from outside the OBR. We are going to do a show that is going to run in perpetuity for the entire draft simultaneously. We'll put up players that are best available for the Browns. We're going crazy with things. We want to make it special for everybody. So we will have that information up soon. Jeff, Steve, you guys are great. We appreciate you. Subscribe to us at the OBR. You will not be let down $1 for your first month. Make sure also to subscribe to this YouTube channel. You'll ping every time we go live. And lastly, subscribe and like and leave a nice little comment on the OBR Film Breakdown podcast. That's it. Good night and go Browns. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.